0: Friends, welcome to this episode of Leadosophy. Today's topic is the cadre. What is a cadre? Defined broadly, it's a group of people having some unifying relationship. What does this mean in the world of leadership, in the realm of leadership? We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the benefits of a cadre in your network and how they can help you as a leader. But only if you're here with an open mind, because that's the rule, not the exception. Here we go. Are you ready to permanently fuse leadership and philosophy? Then, a word of caution you are about to enter the fully abstract, yet wholly concrete realm of Leadosophy. Our ideas are not always so clear and distinct to validate this proposition we welcome the host of leadosophy tim wood friends welcome back to leadosophy i recently read a post on facebook when where one of my colleagues former colleagues in the coast guard was retiring and he basically summarized you know 20 years of coast guard service and the best he could in a a few paragraphs. And he thanked me in that post for the leadership that I provided him. And I was humbled and grateful, but I had me reflect on the leadership he provided me, the guidance he gave me, what he did for me, how he helped me see the unit I was running through a different lens. And he made me a better person, he made me a better leader. And it got me thinking about the, the topic of, of a cadre. So the Coast Guard small boat station, you have three Coast Guard members at the top of that command structure that are designated by the Coast Guard in writing to be in those positions. It's the commanding officer, the person with the ultimate authority of the unit, how it runs, achieving the Coast Guard's missions and objectives. The executive officer, who's the second in command. And the executive officer functions more as a handling the, the personnel issues, things they need to, they need done, medical stuff, almost like a a logistics type function. And the engineering officer who runs oversees the the mechanical, the maintenance side of the unit how the boats are running, operating, maintenance on the boats, facilities. But those three people serve as the formal command cadre structure. And I, I've already defined cadre in the intro as a group of people having some sort of unifying relationship, and that's a broad definition. But in the, at the Coast Guard units I was at, or I served at, those three individuals, that was the formal structure. It had many benefits, and I'm going to run through those here in in a few minutes. But my question to you, if you're listening or watching, is if you are in a leadership role, do you have a cadre? And when I ask that question, I'm not necessarily asking if you have a formal structured cadre. Maybe it's informal. Maybe it's an informal network of, of people you serve with in your organization, your business within your community that you rely on to aid you in decision-making and other areas of, of leadership. But the cadres I had the pleasure of serving with, the individuals that made up those cadres, I use them all the time. I use their ideas, their thoughts, their challenges to authority, the way they saw things that was different for me, they made the unit better. I had an engineering officer at my unit in New York. He was the third in command by designation, part of this cadre structure. And when I showed up to this unit, I don't know if we hit it off right away. I think there was a period of a month or so where we had to figure each other out. I think there were some underlying assumptions when I came in and assumed command that I would lead a certain way based on how my predecessor led. And I think we had some, some challenges. We had some, some hills to climb together before we can mesh, before we could gel together. I served with him for just over a year. And I ended up relying on him so much, his ideas, his unfiltered thoughts, his way of challenging me, my ideas, my solutions to problems. He challenged me in a way that no one had ever done before. And I was really grateful for that. I was so grateful that when he retired, and I still had about a year left to go before I moved on to my next unit. When he retired, there was a noticeable void at the unit. There was a, there was a sadness in my office when people would gather in there and I'd talk about decisions and things going on with the unit and I didn't have his voice. that was noticeably felt for my final year at that unit after he retired. And again, made me realize the importance of having a cadre structure of people you can rely on, whether it's one or two or three. And I I guess maybe the equivalent in a business might be the C-suite, the CEO, the COO, the CFO. I don't know if businesses see themselves as a cadre structure where they get in a room together and they talk about all the different areas of of business operations all the time, daily, weekly, whatever it might be. I don't know how prevalent that is in, in the business world. I work at a nonprofit right now and I think it happens sometimes. I think it, it could happen more. There's so many benefits that come from it, from having a nucleus of of individuals who can get together they can lock the door they can talk about issues problems it's a very safe space they can they can talk about things openly their fears anxieties and their worries and they don't have to agree on everything it's not the purpose of a cadre is to come to agreement on everything that's groupthink you don't want a cadre to suffer from groupthink. That is the antithesis of a cadre, its purpose. My last time in, in New York, the last year or so, I had a, an individual who was not as senior in rank as the other cadre members. And I ended up bringing him in as part of the cadre structure kind of formed a fourth person. He was a fourth entity. And I think there may have been some concerns with that from, from the other two more senior members of allowing, I mean, they were E7s, rank structure-wise, and allowing an E6 into the cadre structure. But I trusted this member's feedback, his ideas, his intelligence, his way of framing issues he brought another element that I didn't have. And I think after he was in that role as a kind of a confidant cadre member, once he was brought into that role and the other two individuals saw the benefits of having them there, I think everything worked out pretty well. So back to your cadre, do you have one? And again, it doesn't have to be necessarily a formal structure. Maybe it's, again, it's an informal structure. Maybe it's a group of people that you rely on externally, maybe external to your organization, your business, which has some upsides and downsides. If you have a group of individuals or mentors or consultants or confidants that are not within the organization, I think they can serve as a more objective sounding board you know, not being enmeshed within the organization that you're in. But then on the flip side of that, they're not experiencing what you're experiencing within the organization. They're not a part of those experiences. Internally, they can't necessarily have the pulse of the organization. So I think there's some benefits and, and downsides of of having an external network of, of confidants or consultants, or a cadre external to the organization. But regardless, This episode is is talking about the benefits of having a cadre in itself, whether it's informal, formal, internal, or external, the benefits to you as the leader. So what is the utility? I jotted down some ideas on cadre utility, of what the cadre did for me, my experiences. The first one is decision-making. You hear a lot of leadership experts talk about making great decisions, telling you how to make the best decisions. In my experience, the best decisions I've ever made were not done in a vacuum and with deliberation amongst cadre members or those that I trusted to, to give me guidance. Having a cadre means that you don't have to feel like you're on an island making decisions. And you're not the single point of failure for making decisions. Having a nucleus of individuals who can gather in a room, be posed with a problem, or come together with a bunch of ideas and then go forth with those ideas. Maybe it's not any one idea, but it's a, it's a conglomerate of ideas that come together from the cadre. I think that's important. As a commanding officer to Coast Guard unit, you have ultimate authority. Kind of like the CEO, you have ultimate authority. But having a cadre, you can pass decisions down as much as you can. You don't always have to make the decision. How else are you going to grow leaders? I've said this before. If you don't allow others to make decisions, especially from the cadre network, maybe they're aspiring to be a CEO, maybe that's their their next stepping stone, or they're aspiring to be a commanding officer in the military, or an executive officer, or whatever it might be. You have to empower them to make some of the decisions. And from your role as a CEO or a commanding officer, you may not think it's the best decision, or you may think it might fail, but you're willing to give it a shot anyways allow the cadre members to make those decisions. I think when you have a cadre of individuals that you can allow to make those decisions, or you drive some of those decisions down, you're giving them more responsibility, you're giving them accountability and ownership of whatever your mission's, organization's mission or vision or values are. The cadre can serve as as a, as a network of individuals that can kind of test the downstream effects of decisions. If you're thinking about making decision X or Y, they can serve as that, that group. They that can kind of socialize the downstream effects of those decisions. What are the unintended consequences of the decisions you're about to make? And then after you make a decision, they serve as that, that pulse check which is kind of the second benefit of having a cadre. You know, they can sample the the culture of the of the organization, of the unit. What are the conversations going on? Are people unhappy? Is the staff frustrated? What are their fears, and anxieties? What are the pain points, whether it's processes or or human pain points? The cadre can serve as that that intermediary intermediary that can bring those pain points back to you. Cadre serves as a sounding board. And I mean professional and private. People have different feelings on on having a, a cadre of individuals as a private sounding board, but I've definitely had I had to definitely establish strong enough relationships in some of the units I had with with my cadre that if I had things going on in my personal life, they were my trust tree. I could tell them what was going on. So if I was maybe not having my best day, they had some insight into things that was maybe going on in, in my personal life that was maybe not a pain point, but maybe a frustration. And then it worked both ways. Once those relationships were established, the trust was established. From a professional sounding board standpoint, the cadre serves as a great way to vent some of your public operational frustrations in a private manner, your own fears and anxieties, maybe within the organization. Maybe you're concerned about the direction of the organization or maybe some operational things that might be broken, processes that might be broken. Maybe some processes are broken and they're causing a lot of discontent within the organization. Maybe morale is low. Those are ways you can use your cadre to kind of test the waters. Serve as a sounding board. Maybe your assumptions are faulty. You know, maybe the cadre is, has a different idea. Like it's not that bad. It's not as bad as you think it is. The cadre provides a differing view of reality. One of the greatest benefits. And with that different way of seeing reality than you're seeing, it provides very different approaches to problem solving at times. Looking at problems differently. The cadre challenge can challenge your viewpoints. You should encourage them. Or I think it's important to encourage a cadre to challenge your viewpoints. I always welcomed it sometimes it's hard to hear when you think you have a great idea that your idea sucks but they can tell you why if you think you have a great idea they can challenge you to make a better argument support your your great idea with some good reasons and if you can't find those reasons or if you're searching for reasons to try to justify your great idea Maybe you should just throw your great idea out altogether. That's the benefit of a cadre. Again, the cadre is not there to just do what you tell them to do. Carry out your your ideas. Carry out your objectives. There are times when, if you are the ultimate authority, the final say, if you are convinced that you must go a certain direction, and there may be disagreement behind closed doors, but when the doors are open and you go back out to the staff or to the crew, everybody should be in agreement. Everyone should be in, in harmony with the final decision, whatever that may be. And again, you're not always gonna agree on everything. Last couple of ways ways or benefits of, of the cadre is idea generation. Again, you may think you have the greatest idea until you consult with your cadre and they may have a better idea. They may take your idea and make it better. They may approach approach a problem from a different angle, as I said before. And again, the solutions may be strengthened or emboldened by combining their solutions with your solutions to make a better one. And then one of the greatest benefits for the cadre for me was was laughter, gentle conversation and re-energizing. And again, I I think once you establish those relationships and you're comfortable around a, a group of key individuals that you trust, they can have those conversations where you can laugh, you can just kind of re-energize when the day's over at the end of a long day. I, I would say when I was in New York, probably three or four days a week, the three of us or the four of us would get together in the mornings. And then sometimes we'd get together at the, at the end of the afternoon, late afternoon, when the workday was coming to a close. And it wasn't every day, but I would say at least a few times a week, we would meet a couple times a day. So that's my idea of of a cadre, the benefits of the cadre for me, my experiences in leadership positions. Having a small nucleus of people that can help you make decisions, that could be a sounding board, have a pulse check of the organization, come up with better ideas, differing ideas, help you look at things from a different perspective, through a different lens, through a different frame. A lot of benefits of having a cadre. And again, either, either formally or informally. So who's in, your, who's in your cadre? I'll leave you with that question. Thanks for watching today or listening today if you're listening on the podcast. Remember, Leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership. I think we did that today. I feel like I did that. And I hope you did too. Catch you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Leadosophy. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button and check out leadosophy.com and learn more about Tim's ideas on philosophy and leadership. We'll see you next time.